Hey friends, okay, let's get cracking. Episode 98 of the StoryHacker.tv podcast. And today I'm going to tell you... (coughs) Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Today I'm going to tell you a story as old as my marriage. That's right, it is the annual story, the annual telling of the story of the hunt for the Christmas tree. (laughs) Because today, uh, Wendy and I and the two kids... Uh, this morning we went and found a Christmas tree. Now, you may be saying to yourself, this is far too late to be getting a Christmas tree. And and you're right, I guess, because there wasn't that many there. Uh, but the reason is we never normally do Christmas till after my birthday, which is the 14th. And this year we were away for both days on the weekend. And then Abby was in college, finishing up college. So today was the first day that we could all get out and go together. And it's um, it's a big deal that we all go together for us as a family and the whole thing actually is a big deal for particularly for my wife for Wendy Um, and every year the story is the same you know we live you may remember in a house that was designed for uh, Englishmen in the 1600s hobbits in other words (laughs) and um, uh, my wife likes a Christmas tree that that reaches the ceiling. Now, not that our ceilings are particularly high, obviously, but every year she and I have the same, I won't say argument, I'll say conversation. We have the same conversation about the fact that we buy a tree that is too big for our room. It's too tall, first of all. We always have to cut the top off. But it's also too wide. And the only time I move out of my spot in the lounge... I've got a spot like Sheldon has a spot in the Big Bang Theory. The only time I move out of my spot is at Christmas because essentially in order to have the tree that she wants, Wendy sacrifices me able to see half the TV, uh, which I just think is crazy, crazy mental because uh, the whole process um, is very exacting. Although we were saying today, she was saying today how much, how much over the years she has mellowed because before we had kids, it used to take... Oh my God, it used to take so long to find a Christmas tree that she liked. You know, the shape, the size, the branches pointing upwards, not drooping down. You know, all this, all this sort of stuff. And we've even had, we've had years where we've got a tree that we weren't really happy with and then gone and got another one. That's what I'm talking about, folks. And the reason is, the reason is that the tree connects Wendy to her childhood and particularly to her dad he's he's been gone a long time and this is why it matters so much and this is why we have even though it's not practical we have the same same story every year and I think you know this is why it's so important to get into the backstory of people right and particularly people who've founded businesses or created businesses because it gives us a window into the kind of things that connect them with other people. You know, how many, how many people out there are like, are like my lovely wife, who, for who the, 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 the ritual of getting the tree and dressing the tree and what have you, connects them to something that is really important in their past. You know, and she, she's, you know, I gave up decorating the tree a long time ago, like before the kids were born, but there was a point obviously where the kids were old enough to, um, 
to decorate the tree and then after they'd gone to bed, Wendy would redecorate it and move all the stuff they'd done around. It's so funny. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there was one point where Abby, who notices everything, noticed the fact that things had moved. And I'm pretty sure that Wendy said at one point that, you know, the Christmas fairies must have moved them. <laughs> you know, that's what we're talking about. But it's that connection, right? It's the, it's the story behind the action. And if we can get that in a business what you find is that you have something that resonates with other people. Like, for example, this afternoon I've been talking to a guy whose wife owns a dress shop, you know, a kind of a fairly high-end personal experience, appointment-only dress shop. And, you know, it's got me thinking about, I mean, she sells wedding dresses and prom dresses, you know, like, like serious dresses. Dresses to the, to the kind of events where if the dress isn't right, nothing's right, okay? And... um Again, I mean, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't spoken to this lady myself yet, but you could imagine how that kind of idea resonates because, because these shops aren't really selling dresses, right? They're selling confidence and the, the idea that a bride can look her best on a wedding day. Because I tell you what, if the flowers aren't right, you can get away with it. If the food's not great, you can get away with it. But if on a wedding day, a bride doesn't feel like she's looking her best, that's the, that's the whole game, right? And I think to circle back around to Christmas and Christmas trees, when we find these things that are the story behind the activity or the business, or the product, or the service, or whatever it is, then when we're telling good stories, good business stories, we can bring, bring that brand up. We can, we can, um, <clears throat> we can use those, those currents, those undercurrents, to connect the business to lots of people who feel the same way. So, you know, if, if we talk about a dress shop, for example, as a place where they might sell you know, some material that's been machined together in a certain design and it costs, I don't know, a thousand, two thousand pounds, whatever, hundreds of pounds at least. You're not selling the thing behind it, which is the way the person will feel who's wearing it. And, you know, we bought Abby her prom dress last year when she um, she moved up from, from secondary school and it was a big deal. And if you could, uh, if I could do that in capital letters, I would. It was a big deal. Um, and that's what we're trying to do with stories. We're trying to bring out the themes um, and connect those themes to our customer. Anyway, tomorrow we will engage in the ritual of bringing the tree into the house, tipping it up because it's too tall, and sawing the top off so it can fit between the rafters. And then Wendy and the kids will decorate the tree and I will assume my... Now, traditional, <laughs> traditional position on the sofa and sort of manage the whole process. Take on the form and roll. Anyway, that's it for me for episode 97. Thanks for listening. It turned out to be a long one, but I think it's really important. It's really important um, that we do this. By the way, if you happen to be listening to this after it comes out, it's Wednesday the 18th of December as I'm going to put this live. Tomorrow at 12.30 London time, I'm going to be on uh, Penny, Penny Power's Facebook page doing an interview about storytelling, about some of the stuff that I know. So if you happen to be around, 
by all means catch it. If not, it will be there on the replays. And um, looking forward to that anyway. So take care. It's episode 97 of the StoryHack.tv podcast because your story told correctly using themes means business. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.